This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all, it's the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in here to the program. Uh, We are awaiting President Donald Trump to head out to the microphone and announce what many suspect will be the United States of America withdrawing from this this unfair well l- let me describe the, the Paris Climate Accord in a way that I think even even our political adversaries can understand. What Barack Obama ne- basically did was take America, bend it over and then tell the rest of the world that they could have their way with America that was the Paris Climate Accord you just heard in the top of the hour news, all, almost all the, the entire world is collaborating on the Paris Climate Accord. Oh, and, and I will agree with you, they are. But what does the climate, climate Accord do? It basically screws the United States of America. So basically the whole world has agreed to screw America. And Barack Obama was one of those guys going, yeah, let's screw America. More to come on that here in a minute. Telephone number you want to reach out to uh, the Chris Salcedo Show, 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. If you want to catch up with us on social media, you heard me mention you Facebook livers anyway did. Uh, the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook presence, just type in the Chris Salcedo Show in the search bar and you'll find us there. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Uh, uh, if you want to drop an email off, you got to go back to the Facebook page. There's an email link right there at the top of the Facebook page. Uh, on uh, Another social media outlet for you could be theblaze.com in the channel section, The Chris Salcedo Show. You can click on the presence there, theblaze.com, and find us. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for downloading this content for on-demand listening. Look, I, we talked to Merrill Matthews, our, our buddy from the Institute for Policy Innovation, and we've, we've talked about the Paris Climate Accord since President Obama committed, it, committed us to it. And this is a volunteer accord. So we get to understand, it's voluntary. And Mr. Obama said, Lama McClure, I'm going to make sure that America sticks to the plan. China said, great, you go ahead and do that. We're not going to comply. We'll do it maybe in 30 years. 
40 years, maybe. Once, we, once the, the, the Chinese currency has supplanted uh, the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency, once the United States is relegated to a second, possibly third world nation, then, then China, once we're on top, then, then we'll start thinking about this stuff. In the meantime, Barack Obama, China, we communists, we're going to continue to build a coal-fired uh, fired power plant uh, to the tune of one a week. And that was the nature of this climate deal. You all have to understand. And, and we just heard some of the propaganda there in the top of the hour news on the blaze. Well, the entire world, the entire world has signed under this. Yeah, I imagine they did. The entire world would love, would love for America to adhere to this deal, which screws us. We actually transfer American taxpayer dollars to lower income countries who are in many cases not democracies, not republics, who are run by despots and dictators, so they can they can have that money so that they never are tempted to go to carbon emissions, to it's it's a big redistribution scheme. The Paris Climate Accord is a redistribution scheme based on junk science. Oh, it's not see, I can't even I can't say that fairly. There's no science really involved. It's just junk. So just bear that in mind. You're going to hear a steady drumbeat of a lot of propaganda out there that, wow, the United States is putting it out. To all you left-wingers who may be watching The Blaze right now on Facebook Live, I, and I asked this question yesterday, and by the way, we're waiting for the President of the United States to step to the podium. We're hoping he was going to be on time, but anyway. Let, let me put it to you, you liberals, this way. You all believe that man's CO2 emissions are, are, are what is driving the temperature to change on planet Earth, right? That's what you all, it's, 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 a, it's your faith, it's your religion. You all believe that, right? Okay. It, let's just, let's assume for a minute that your, your religion is true. That man's CO2 emissions, which by the way, if you all know your science, do you guys know how much carbon makes up the atmosphere? The, the dominant gas on the planet is nitrogen, of course. 78% of the atmosphere, 21% oxygen, 1% argon, well, 0.93% argon, 0.038% is carbon, 0.038%. Now, of that 0.038%, all you liberal Democrat extremists, you global warming alarmists, how much of that is man-made? Well, the answer is on, on giving you the complete benefit of the doubt, 3%. The rest of the Earth's CO2 is naturally occurring. 0.038 of all of Earth's total gases, and of that, only 3% is man-made, and that's charitable. And we're, we're told that that is enough to throw the entire ecosystem off balance and cause the, the earth to warm to catastrophic levels. You know, it's the same rationale as Dick Durbin jumping on national television and say the reason why Obamacare is failing is because Donald Trump didn't run four days of advertisements in open enrollment. That's about how much sense man-made global warming makes. But at any rate, 
the, the, the broader question to all you liberals is this. Who is the world's largest CO2 emitter? Which country? That would be your pals over in China, the communist Chinese, your ideological cousins, all you liberals and all you Democrats. So they are the world's number one emitter of CO2 that you all think is destroying the planet. Why was the, cl- the Paris Climate Accord voluntary for them when they're the number one emitter on the planet of CO2? Why? Why did Obama agree to a deal that allowed the world's number one CO2 emitter? And notice I didn't say polluter because CO2 is not a pollutant. But you all think it is. So why would Barack Obama allow the world's biggest, in your minds, polluter to voluntarily comply with the Paris Climate Agreement? Why? (laughs) Because Barack Obama's agenda wasn't to harm the commies. Barack Obama's agenda was to harm the United States, us. That was his agenda. And to all of you liberals out there, answer me this question. If China, by being the world's number one emitter of CO2, if they are destroying the planet and they're going to kill you, they're going to kill your children, they're going to kill the entire ecosystems of uh, of the planet, what will you do to stop them? Because they're, they're not cutting their CO2 emissions. You know that. They're not doing it. They're building a coal-fired power plant to the tune of one a week, on average. What will you do to stop them? They're destroying the planet, after all. They're, they're committing mass murder of over six, six billion people on the planet. Would you liberals be willing to go to war to force the Chinese, to stop emitting what you all consider to be a pollutant? Uh, I think it's a valid question. Perhaps Nancy Pelosi should be asked this. Perhaps uh, President Obama, because he's commenting on it, completely disregarding tradition. Uh, Look, uh, I'm going to go to break a little early here, folks, so we can make sure to hear President Donald Trump when he steps up to the podium to speak. Uh, Make sure that you tune in, Facebook Livers, right here on... uh, on the Chris Salcedo Show, on the Blaze Radio Network, and we'll carry, hopefully, the President's comments live. Coming up next on the Chris Salcedo Show right here on the Blaze. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up on the program, folks, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. We'll get him on to react to what is expected to be uh, the U.S. withdrawal out of this unfair and burdensome climate deal that Barack Obama imposed on me and you and your children and my children. So that's coming up in the program. Also, we have... Video proof 
of Democrats colluding with foreign nationals to fix American elections, to influence, I should say, to influence American elections. I don't want you to miss this. Again, we have video proof of Democrats' collusion with foreign nationals to influence an election or several elections. It's all coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show. We are awaiting Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States, to get out in front of the camera and start talking about the climate deal and whether or not the America is officially in or officially out. This is a habit that I pray that Donald Trump does not get into uh, that the previous occupant of the Oval Office uh, had such disrespect for the American people that he would set a press conference time and then was 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes late for the press conference. Uh, President Bush was meticulously on time believed the American people's time was precious, and he, being a, a, a servant of the people, wasn't late to the Trump administration. You set a 3 o'clock Eastern press conference, it damn well better be there on time. And I, I had this, this bugaboo when when it was Barack Obama in the Oval Office, and I would, I would be, shall I say, hypocritical if I wasn't critical of Donald Trump doing the same thing. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If, if you can't be there on time, if, if, if it's a 3.30, if you need to tell 3.30, then, then, then make it for 3.30. If it's a 4 o'clock press conference, if you need to tell 4 o'clock, then make it at 4 o'clock. Just, it shows a, a massive amount of disrespect for the American people. I know maybe somebody inside of the Trump White House thinks it's, it's, it's an affront to the basket of bias, the press. But I assure you it is, it is more an affront to the American people who set time out. When the President of the United States addresses the people, and, and the president of the United States says, I'm going to come and talk to you. And the people carve out time to listen. You better be on time. It's not about you. It's about the people. And if, if you think you didn't have enough time to get it done by 3 o'clock Eastern, put it off an hour. Put it off an hour. You know, instead of, make, uh, instead of calling earlier today a 3 o'clock press conference, you call a 4 o'clock press conference. Or maybe a 5 o'clock press conference. Make sure you get it on for the nightly news. I just, I, I just have never, never appreciated it when anybody, any so-called public servant has such callous disregard for people's time. It's precious. All right. Uh, telephone number is 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Again, waiting Donald Trump's presence at the podium to announce what the United States will do, whether or not it will stay in the Paris Climate Accord or not. Uh, if it, I, This bears pointing out, and we, we, we were sharing this with the Facebook Livers too, but it, it bears pointing out once again, I want you all to be ready for this 
well, everybody else around the globe is in this deal. Well, yeah, they all lined up to screw America. A lot of them love the idea of screwing America. By the way, the, the economic impact of this climate deal, the negative economic impact, would really stifle the momentum that we have seen on the U.S. economy. And the U.S. economy is rip-roaring. That's a quote. Rip-roaring, according to a CNBC article that uh, was looking at jobs numbers released by ADP today. Job numbers. Now, the economists, the real smart people, they were... They, they were uh, anticipating for the month of May a creation of 185,000 jobs. Now, that's modestly okay, but that, th those were Barack Obama numbers. And uh, these individuals think that, well, certainly this, this novice Donald Trump is certainly no better than Barack Obama, so... <laughs> They get out there and they say, well, we only see uh, 185,000 people, jobs being added for the month of May. Well, their estimate was off by a, well, smidge. The actual number was 253,000. Not 185,000, 253,000. CNBC uh, says that the economy is rip-roaring. Rip-roaring job creation. And it's all based on a, a commitment from the Oval Office that is a stark contrast to what we have seen these last eight years. The Oval Office now is, is pro-prosperity. The Oval Office is now pro-American. The Oval Office now is dedicated to American, America's economy, America's job creation, America's prosperity, America being number one, America first. We once again have an occupier of the Oval Office, a true president who wishes only the best for our nation, not other countries. That, that will not subordinate our interests to prop up other countries, our treasure to prop up other countries, our, our efforts to prop up other countries. And as a matter of fact, this president, Donald Trump, says, that's the reason I'm here. I'm here to be, I'm, I'm America's president. I'm not the world's president as resident Obama fancied himself didn't think he was a citizen of the world. I'm a citizen of the United States. <laughs> and, and my policy decisions will reflect that. Thank you kindly. So good, good jobs numbers. Now, the official uh, Labor Department statistics won't be out for a couple, well, a week. And you know what? We may be on vacation when that comes out. But don't worry. Well, well it'll be on in the... In the background, I'll, I'll, I'll have my social media uh, rip-roaring and ready to go. Uh, telephone numbers, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393, as we are awaiting Donald Trump to come out and, um, and tell us about this Paris Climate Accord. It makes you wonder, 
wow, we got a three o'clock news conference. Well, it's three twenty-eight right now. <laughs> and what are you, what are are you finalizing a speech now? Dotting some eyes, crossing some T's. Uh, while we wait, Fox News Channel. Uh, I wanted to remind you guys about this uh, ACLU lawyer who was up in front of the courts about Trump's travel ban. Remember that what the ACLU lawyer was forced to admit. Omar Jadwat, representing the American Civil Liberties Union, argued Mr. Trump's prior statements must be considered and that the six targeted countries didn't even meet the administration's own tests for national security risk. But Jadwat was forced to admit that it is the president who is entrusted with national security determinations. And Judge Paul Niemeyer, a George H.W. Bush appointee, got Jadwat to admit that absent Mr. Trump's statements, the order might survive constitutionally. If some other candidate had won the election and issued this executive order that's before us, I gather you would have no problem with that. Is that right? Uh, yes, Your Honor. I think in that case, it could be constitutional. Be right back, folks. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. President Trump at the podium talking about how our economy is rip-roaring. That gives Americans a level playing field against other nations. We're also working very hard for peace in the Middle East and perhaps even peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Our attacks on terrorism are greatly stepped up and you see that you see it all over from the previous administration, including getting many other countries to make major contributions to the fight against terror. Big, big contributions are being made by countries that weren't doing so much in the form of contribution. One by one, we are keeping the promises I made to American people during my campaign for president, whether it's cutting job-killing regulations, appointing and confirming a tremendous Supreme Court justice, putting in place tough new ethics rules, achieving a record reduction in illegal immigration on our southern border, or bringing jobs, plants, and factories back into the United States at numbers which no one until this point thought even possible. And believe me, we've just begun. The fruits of our labor will be seen very shortly, even more so. On these issues and so many more, we're following through on our commitments. And I don't want anything to get in our way. I am fighting every day for the great people of this country. Therefore, in order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect America and its citizens. The United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord Thank you. 
Thank you. But begin negotiations to re-enter either the Paris Accord or in really entirely new transaction on terms that are fair to the United States, its businesses, its workers, its people, its taxpayers. So we're getting out, but we will start to negotiate and we will see if we can make a deal that's fair. And if we can, that's great. And if we can't, that's fine. As president, I can put no other consideration before the well-being of American citizens. The Paris Climate Accord is simply the latest example of Washington entering into an agreement that disadvantages the United States to the exclusive benefit of other countries, leaving American workers, who I love, and taxpayers to absorb the cost in terms of lost jobs, lower wages, shuttered factories, and vastly diminished economic production. Thus, as of today, the United States will cease all implementation of the non-binding Paris Accord and the draconian financial and economic burdens the agreement imposes on our country. This includes ending the implementation of the nationally determined contribution and, very importantly, the Green Climate Fund, which is costing the United States a vast fortune. Compliance with the terms of the Paris Accord and the onerous energy restrictions that is placed on the United States could cost America as much as 2.7 million lost jobs by 2025, according to the National Economic Research Associates. This includes 440,000 fewer manufacturing jobs, not what we need. Believe me, this is not what we need. Including automobile jobs and the further decimation of vital American industries on which countless communities rely. They rely for so much, and we would be giving them so little. According to the same study, by 2040, compliance with the commitments put into place by the previous administration would cut production for the following sectors. Paper, down 12%. Cement, down 23%. Iron and steel, down 38%. Coal, and I happen to love the coal miners, down 86%. Natural gas, down 31%. The cost of the economy at this time would be close to $3 trillion dollars in lost GDP and six and a half million industrial jobs while households would have seven thousand dollars less income and in many cases much worse than that. 
Not only does this deal subject our citizens to harsh economic restrictions, it fails to live up to our environmental ideals. As someone who cares deeply about the environment, which I do, I cannot in good conscience support a deal that punishes the United States, which is what it does. The world's leader in environmental protection, while imposing no meaningful obligations on the world's leading polluters. For example, under the agreement, China will be able to increase these emissions by a staggering number of years, 13. They can do whatever they want for 13 years, not us. India makes its participation contingent on receiving billions and billions and billions of dollars in foreign aid from developed countries. There are many other examples, but the bottom line is that the Paris Accord is very unfair at the highest level to the United States. President Donald President Trump speaking about America withdrawing from the unfair climate accord live on the Chris Salcedo show here on the Blitz. It does, and the minds are starting to open up. We're having a big opening in two weeks. Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, so many places. A big opening of a brand new mine. It's unheard of. For many, many years, that hasn't happened. They asked me if I'd go. I'm going to try. China will be allowed to build hundreds of additional coal plants. So we can't build the plants, but they can, according to this agreement. India will be allowed to double its coal production by 2020. Think of it. India can double their coal production. We're supposed to get rid of ours. Even Europe is allowed to continue construction of coal plants. In short, the agreement doesn't eliminate coal jobs. It just transfers those jobs out of America and the United States and ships them to foreign countries. This agreement is less about the climate and more about other countries gaining a financial advantage over the United States. The rest of the world applauded when we signed the Paris Agreement. They went wild. They were so happy. For the simple reason that it put our country, the United States of America, which we all love, at a very, very big economic disadvantage. A cynic would say the obvious reason for economic competitors and their wish to see us remain in the agreement is so that we continue to suffer this self-inflicted major economic wound. We would find it very hard to compete with other countries from other parts of the world. We have among the most abundant energy reserves on the planet, sufficient to lift millions of America's poorest workers out of poverty. Yet under this agreement, we are effectively putting these reserves under lock and key, taking away the great wealth of our nation. It's great wealth. It's phenomenal wealth. 
Not so long ago, we had no idea we had such wealth. And leaving millions and millions of families trapped in poverty and joblessness. The agreement is a massive redistribution of United States wealth to other countries. At 1% growth, renewable sources of energy can meet some of our domestic demand. But at 3 or 4% growth, which I expect, we need all forms of available American energy, or our country. We'll be at grave risk of brownouts and blackouts. Our businesses will come to a halt in many cases, and the American family will suffer the consequences in the form of lost jobs and a very diminished quality of life. Even if the Paris Agreement were implemented in full, with total compliance from all nations, it is estimated it would only produce a two-tenths of one degree, think of that, this much Celsius reduction in global temperature by the year 2100. Tiny, tiny amount. President of the United States, folks, he is pulling us out of the Paris Climate Accord, the unfair climate accord which advantaged every other nation on the planet and put the American taxpayer and the American economy at a disadvantage. We'll continue to monitor this, but we are uh, up against the clock. Be right back. The Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. So you heard it. Uh, President Trump, while we were in the break, reached out to Democrats saying, hey, look, you want to renegotiate this so it's good for the United States of America? We can do this. You, If you want to renegotiate this Paris Climate Agreement so that your constituents and my countrymen don't get the shaft, okay, stop being obstructionists and I'll work with you. But uh, he said, my job as president is to do what's best for the United States of America and our people. And uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can find the exact. Here it is. The fact that the Paris deal hamstrings the United States while empowering some of the world's top. Well, he says polluting countries, but you have to you have to think that uh, CO2 is polluting. Top polluting countries should dispel any doubt as to the real reason why foreign lobbyists wish to keep our magnificent country tied up and bound down by this agreement. It's to give their country an economic advantage over the United States. And he says, uh, that's not going to happen while I'm president. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Democrats, I guess you have a choice. You, you might, Democrats might have to start negotiating something that's in the best interest of their constituents instead of the best interest of themselves and their cronies. I, uh, Trump is still talking. Let's step in and um, 
get a little bit more of what he has to say. Oh, by the way, coming up, Senator Ted Cruz in the Chris Salcedo Show, but back to the president. Beyond the severe energy restrictions inflicted by the Paris Accord, it includes yet another scheme to redistribute wealth out of the United States through the so-called Green Climate Fund, nice name, which calls for developed countries to send $100 billion to developing countries, all on top of America's existing and massive foreign aid payments. So we're going to be paying billions and billions and billions of dollars. And we're already way ahead of anybody else. Many of the other countries haven't spent anything. And many of them will never pay one dime. The Green Fund would likely obligate the United States to commit potentially tens of billions of dollars, of which the United States has already handed over one billion dollars. Nobody else is even close. Most of them haven't even paid anything. Including funds raided out of America's budget for the war against terrorism. That's where they came. Believe me, they didn't come from me. They came just before I came into office. Not good. And not that's uh that's pretty stark. That resident Obama took away America's funds for fighting terrorism so he could give it to other countries <laughs> under the guise of being green. Senator Ted Cruz coming up, the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. Hope you stick around. Lots more to come on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network.